Hello everyone, this is Two Beards in a Pod. I'm Chase, and I'm here with Seth, and welcome to the show. Here, two friends get together and talk about what it's like to be out in the world and our take on how to live in it, discussing anything from the best beer, grooming tips, or the best way to stay trendy. But mostly, it's just two friends just having a good time, so sit back and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Beards in a Pod. I'm Seth. I'm Chase. And welcome to the show on this lovely Monday, July 12th, on our season, New Beard, Who Dis? Now, Chase, now yes. we, we've, we've had a, we had, it seems like we've had a pretty exciting week in both of us. Yes, you know? yes, definitely. Um, why, don't you, why don't you start it off, because, you know, I'm a little jealous what you got to do this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, so I got to go uh, on the boat with my my friend he bought a boat um and i got to go tubing and it was awesome yeah you know it's better than owning a boat what's that having a friend with a boat (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) they they do all the work you just show up (laughs) pretty much but if you're a polite boat guest just saying you know pop them like 50 bucks or bring a case of beer or something all right yeah, Gas no, definitely, expensive. <laughs> definitely. Like I've helped him like work on the boat. Um, I've helped him like, you know, clean it up and stuff. So you know, because me and him are like really good friends. Like it, it's not like I'm just like, oh, I got a friend with a boat. Like me and him hang out. Like boat or no boat, me and him are hanging out. You know what I mean? Having a good time. So, oh, that's awesome. And I got to do a little kneeboarding, and I've never Ooh. done that before, and that was intense. I can imagine. Like I've seen them like kneeboard before, but it's like that seems like a lot of work. So it's not like a terrible amount of work. It took me probably about four or five times to like figure out like how to get up on the board and stuff. What my problem was is you really have to lean back on your knees. You almost have to like sit on your heels. And my knee doesn't really allow me to do that too much. It like kind of bothers me. Because if you like, if you lean forward, as soon as you're like holding on to that handle and you lean forward, for whatever reason, that that momentum is like jerking you forward. So you will like face plant into the water at like 25 miles an hour. Well, I could definitely see that happening. It's like, so it wasn't like a great, it wasn't like I wasn't great at it, but I had a good time and I've tried it. So, well, that's, that's the important part. It's always nice to try new things. Like, but me, I'm a, I'm a tubing guy. I'm either like a tubing guy or like you see them with those giant hot dogs yes. looking things. <laughs> you see, I, I like things with like minimal work and effort. Like tubing get exhausting after a while just because like you got to stay in the tube and you get that one guy that tries to be a jerk and like cracks the whip on you. Oh, yeah. No, it's that's a good time, though. But oh, yeah. I, I, I forgot like because I haven't been I haven't been tubing since like high school. So, yeah, like a long time. Um, And I forgot like how much like grip strength it requires um, for you to like hold on to that tube for like a next like a long time. I like had to like there was I went like three or four times. And the first two times I was like, hey, man, like he didn't toss me from the tube. But I was like, hey, man, I'm I'm done. Like I want to come in. I want to take a break. Because like my forearms were like smoked. (laughs) (laughs) You got more of a workout tube than you did in the gym, Dude, it sounds like. <laughs> for real, like, I'm so sore. Like, my top of my chest, shoulders, like, 
really my whole chest, like just the whole upper body is just like sore. My traps are on fire. Um, but it was a good time. Like I, I, I can't wait to do it again. And I, it was good for him too, because he said he's been trying to go kneeboarding for like three weekends in a row. So he finally got to do that. Oh, okay. He was like a kid in the candy shop, man. He was so happy. Every time I like, he'd fall off. I, I'd go over and be like, you good? He'd be like, I'm fantastic, bro. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, boating's always kind of like, you need at least more than one person to do that kind of activity. One, it's more right. fun with more people, right. but it's hard, you know, putting a boat on the trailer by yourself. Yeah. So, and, and as far as like driving, I actually got to drive the boat. So oh, that was fun. like, that was a really good time. Like I got, I got to like learn about like the trim and stuff like that. How to like lower it and raise it to like, you know, like once you get the boat, like on an even plane, you lower it back down so you can get like that speed. Cause oh, you know, yeah. like when you're going like the, the nose of the boat wants to raise. So you, you like mess with the trim. So it brings the, the boat down to like where it's like where you feel like it's level and mm-hmm. then when you feel like it's level and you watch your speed you you kind of like adjust it and then that way you can like maximize your your speed um but it was fun the only thing about it is it's like when you're making like a turn at like a high speed you really got yeah you you i understand that like you really do have to kind of like pay attention because that that stuff can get out of control real fast yeah so it was kind of like leaning real hard and i was like ah but it was a good time like i i definitely like feel more confident like if we were to go back out on the boat again i feel like it would be like perfect i'd be able to be able to handle it just fine you'd you'd be like toretto from fast and furious on a boat Uh, 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 no i don't think that much no yeah, it's like I, I wish I was boating this weekend. I, I had a little too much stuff to do, and honestly, it was raining yesterday, and I don't like going when it's like kind of overcast and stuff. I don't, I don't think, like, I don't mind fishing in overcast, but if I'm gonna like be wearing a swimsuit and you know, sun's out, guns out, drinking a bunch of beer all day, having some right. fun that way, I, I want to be kind of nice and sunny, a little warm, right. No, it was actually no. like a really good day. It was supposed to rain. So it rained in the morning and we were like, dang it. And I was like, bro, I watched the radar. Like we're good. Um, you know, like it, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. So then that cleared out. Uh, it ended up being a good day and it was supposed to rain again, but I don't think it did. I don't think it rained anymore after that. So that's okay. Well, that's that's kind of good. Like you get that one rain. The only thing that does is just make the water real cold, which is kind of nice if it's a real hot day. Yeah, no, the water was like perfect, honestly, in my opinion. Nice, nice. Yeah, me. Uh, my my weekend was a little different, I'd say, but I had a fantastic time. Uh, another another round of chicken frying for our family event. Nice. You know, uh, you, you bust out the natty light. Oh, of course. <laughs> Of course, you know, we start early with that, you know, <laughs> 10 a.m. Yeah. We're popping tops. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, no, it was, it was a fantastic time. A little bonfire action afterwards. And like we did about 40 chickens. Okay. So good crowd, good people. Um, And it's kind of nice like this, co- 
like the COVID stuff is kind of over with now. You know, everyone's starting to get back together again. Right. You know, no right. worries and all that. So it's it's just great seeing all the family and in one place again. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. How many people like were you like hosting? Well, it's like it wasn't me. It was my uh, it was my cousin Gary's thing. Uh, we were kind of doing like it was a bit of memorial service. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like um, my aunt Jean and Uncle Ted. They sadly enough they passed away during the COVID stuff, but we couldn't get together for it. So now this was just kind of like, oh hey, let's get together and just kind of you know remember and that's, then have a that's nice. good time about it. You know? Yeah, that's nice. But uh, now we 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 start pretty early when we fry chicken. No, it's it was great. It was a great time. And then uh, no, it's uh, Sunday was nice, easy, chill day. Picked up some nice dress shirt shirts for a, a suit that I got the other week to go to a wedding this go. weekend. Uh, tell us tell us about your suit. Did you go like you know traditional or did you like you know what uh, what style did you, did you go like fitted? You know like what? I went clearance rack at Men's <laughs> Warehouse, <laughs> but the guy there was really helpful. He was like helping me fit, you know, because like I'm not I, I don't go shopping for suits all the time. Like it's oh, once in right. a great while I go, so it's I like going to Men's Warehouse because they got like. You know, they got the people there with the measuring tapes and all that, and they're like, "At me, it's a little hard." And I imagine you have the same problem. Like when you got when you're barrel chested, right? It's hard to get a suit that doesn't feel like it's going to rip in the back. Right. Yeah. No, I mean that's where like a good, and we've talked about this before. Like when I was in Korea and I got fitted for that suit, and he did like measurements that I never even thought about doing. Um, right. But that is, it's like the best fitting suit that I've ever worn. I mean, I've gone through so many, like, body changes, like, big, small, big, small, big, small, and that suit still fits phenomenal. Yeah, man, I'm, I'll be honest, like, I'm, I'm excited about this suit. Um, it, it was, what do they, he called it an executive cut. Okay, executive like, cut, okay, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I look pretty good on it, like, I look like a, a Colombian drug dealer, like, off of Narcos or something, but. Yeah, I, I feel like. I feel like that executive cut, if I'm not mistaken, that's going to be more like that open business where it has like that slight, um, almost like a blazer kind of. Yeah, it's kind of. It's like a a blazer with a nice like little fold going down in the middle, like two folds. You know, it, it, I think it looks pretty nice. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Um, and right after the break, we're going to talk about a little bit about this day in history and much more. So we'll be back right after this. Hey, y'all. I want to talk to y'all about a group called Prevent 22 Veterans. Every day, 22 veterans take their own life, and that just is unacceptable. So help us support Prevent 22 and bring that number to zero. Hey guys, welcome back. So right before the break, we were talking about Seth's awesome executive cut. It sounds so fancy. Like your I know, that's why I got it, honestly. <laughs> it's like, it was like executive cut. Would you like that? And he was like talking like, yeah. how, how do you want the trim on the legs and all that? He was like, oh man, that's, yeah, that's getting, that's getting like awesome. Fancy. Yeah. That's good though. 
Oh yeah, uh, I think I'll look good. Also, we were talking about uh, our our weekends and how that went. So, uh, this day in history. Oh um, yeah, yeah, good times. So, I found some uh, information about uh, President Lincoln actually introduced the first Medal of Honor uh, award. Yeah, that's so, pretty interesting. Yeah, it's like uh, copper and bronze. It was made out of, and it was uh, it was given out to a couple of uh, volunteer soldiers for the army. So that was that's pretty neat. That is that is kind of neat. It's like it's weird to think like by today's standards, like copper and bronze doesn't seem like that seems like third place, but back then, yeah, that was almost like gold. Yeah, I feel like that was like considered like a, a precious metal and you know depending on the price of copper today you know? <laughs> was, you know they don't make pennies out of copper anymore really yeah it's like uh i think i want to say zinc or something Ooh. like it and it costs more to it costs more to make a penny than a penny's actually worth that makes sense that makes sense i mean uh, i see what you did there uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> completely on accident completely <laughs> on accident but i'll take it <laughs> yeah oh man that's good times that's good times yeah no like um i just wondered like because it seems like it, it's like extremely hard to get like a medal of honor I mean, oh, it, yeah. and it's the Medal of Honor. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not taking it, away from anybody that's done that, you know, gotten one. Oh, yeah. That's the highest award you can get. But it makes me wonder, like, what they did to receive the Medal of Honor. Because, you know, like, and like, again, like I said, again, I'm not taking away from those guys that received it even way back when, like the first ones. But, you know, the fighting was, like, much different. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, it, it, in my opinion, People always say World War One was the first modern war. I would say the Civil War was the first modern war because you gotta understand you have the first rapid fire machine machine gun, the Gatling gun. Right. You have even though it was like, though it was like crank. I mean, still, it was crank. Just, yeah. You're still like hammering out bullets like crazy. Oh yeah, uh, the first time you're seeing um, aerial balloons being used getting right. picture you know it was one of the first photographed wars um, okay you know one of the first i don't think it was the first probably not no right. no i think i think it was like something in the balkans i i i'd, I'd have to look that up but no, it, it was just very interesting there was a lot of new technologies being used for the time first time you see ironclad warships right. in the you know, just different styles of fighting. Like, you know, they, they, they were, everyone was so used to you line up both sides and then you fire at each other. And that takes a lot of guts to, you know, kind of just stand oh, there and know that there. you're, and yeah, it could be your time. Like, it could be, <laughs> yeah, it takes, it takes like a good minute to like load a musket ball. You know? Yeah. It's like a race. It's like a, a good, Good fat race, and if I'm not mistaken, isn't it like some like there were some battles that were like fought like guerrilla warfare style for the first time as well? 
oh yeah mistaken. well it's like we we there in our Amer- american history like there's been tons of like different types of guerrilla warfare used like the even during the revolutionary war uh, i think it was the the man of the swamp was yes. a huge huge guerrilla warfare type deal i think uh the patriots based off him the movie with mel okay. gibson right yeah 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 such a good movie such oh, a good movie great movie great I think, movie. Watch, I think i'm gonna watch that movie tonight it's like such a good movie oh yeah fantastic movie uh but yeah you know it's like and there was guerrilla warfare i think uh what do they call it bush bush cutters yeah yeah um you know and then, like you had your uh oh, i'm trying to remember the uh, the raids like the south would come up and raid uh morgan's raiders would come up and uh you know plunder supplies and go back down it was like civil war was interesting yeah interesting time in history well but, and, you know I, I remember i did a, a tour of um a civil war site and this was back in ait i think they took us um yeah, no, it was AIT because we were in one of the one of the Carolinas. I can I think South Carolina or North North Carolina. I don't remember exactly. It's been a long time. Um, but they literally would talk about how, uh, you know, because the Civil War. That's you know, brothers would fight each other and uncles oh, and yeah. fathers and sons. I mean, it was a huge like you know split divide in family and stuff. Um, so they would talk about how at night uh, there was this one location where they would walk down um, and they would meet in the middle. Right. And it was like neutral territory. Like, I'm sure they still like, they had still had their weapons and stuff, but it was just kind of like, a, it was known, like you don't fight there. Oh yeah. Like a new, I mean, it, it wasn't like, you know, maybe 50 yards wide, um, but it was like a neutral ground. And at night they would come down and they would sit by the fire and, you know, they would like, drink tea and 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 eat together and they would get up in the morning and then they'd go fight and it was like it was so crazy to me um the thought of how like you like would break bread with somebody at night and then go fight them in the morning oh yeah it's well it's kind of like was it during world war one there was a there's always a there was a ceasefire during christmas yeah. And they and they literally met in no man's land, exchanged gifts, you know, kind of started bonding, and then eventually like everyone out of the top was like, You guys have to get back to war. <laughs> right. Yeah. And but, you know, here's here's my thing. If, back to the Civil War thing. Um, it always made me wonder. I always wondered this. How many people do you think like because I can see this happening, like a brother, two brothers, they sit down, they have dinner that night. And maybe they hash out whatever difference they have because a lot of it was, you know, um, they just didn't agree. Like people wanted slaves, some people didn't want slaves, some people wanted taxes, and you know, so on and so forth. All all yeah. those good things about like, you know, war and stuff. Yeah, all the um, contributing factors. Right. Yeah. But it made me wonder, like, what if like two people sat down to break bread that night, and then one of them was like, "Hey, man, you know what? I think you're right. I'm gonna go fight for the South." Or I'm going to go fight for the North. And they just like got up and then like crossed the line. And was like, I want to fight for you. Like, I wonder if that happened. That had to have happened. I don't know, man. Like there's a lot of crazy stuff going. Like uh, both sides even had Irish brigades and they, they, 
they just fight each other, you know? Right. So it's like that. Crazy. To me. There, there was a lot of interesting, you know, uh, interesting things that happened during during that time. But uh, you know, that's that's not the only thing that happened this day in history, though. We also have the the disco demolition night. This disco happened demolition in, night. Yep, happened in Chicago. I think it was oh. the the final nail in the coffin of disco being dead. People oh, keep saying okay. it's in a coma. I think this nailed it. <laughs> you know, uh, it was a local radio DJ in the Chicago area teamed up with the White Sox. They had a, a game. That was a doubleheader. Okay. And uh, for a promotion, if you bought a brought a disco record, you know, to be destroyed, mm-hmm. your, your ticket was only ninety eight cents. Holy hell, that's crazy! Yeah, so they did this in between the doubleheader. Literally piled all the records into a crate and blew them up. Wait, on the field? On the field, everyone started rushing the field, going to this bonfire. They had to cancel the doubleheader. I'm sure it destroyed the field completely. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. You know, I think they did it on the pitcher's mound. Oh, my God. (laughs) But it just ended up being complete anarchy. It it was a great time. Like, honestly, it looked fantastic. I wonder why they they did that. Like, I mean, because, like, not trying to be like whatever, but, I mean, it kind of sounds like Hitler burning books kind of vibe. You know? Have you ever listened to a disco record? It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the D- the radio DJ was called. Uh, I'm probably gonna mess this up. Steve Dow. Steve Dow. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, what, uh, a, what a promotion! You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. um, so I I got this idea. Just bear with me here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go onto the field, okay, and we're gonna blow something up. What? No, that's crazy. You can't blow something up on my field. What if I told you it was disco records? All right, man, I'm in. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like everyone hates that. No one likes disco. Oh, it's like, and plus it was like 1979. You know, right. it had a good nine year run, pretty much. Yeah, the 70s. What a time to be alive, man! So much stuff was going on. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, it's like, well, Mahalik, would you? And plus, like, would you bring a disco record to go see a baseball game for 98 cents? Um, Probably, yeah. Depending on, I mean, I, I try to, like, I'm trying to, like, imagine myself in that time, like, time frame. Like, being born, I guess you would have to be born in the 60s sometime yeah. to, like, really enjoy like the seventies to be like old enough to, you know. Oh, I could see that. Well, it's like for the you fifties, really, you'd have to be born in the fifties almost to really enjoy the seventies. Well, yeah, you'd be 20. Like if you're born in 1950, you'd be 20 in 1970. So I don't know. It's like me. I, I, I enjoyed the twenties, the twenty tens, because yeah. I was born in ninety three. Yeah, I was born in eighty four, so twenty would be two thousand something. Yeah, 
oh god you're old (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) slapping the piss out of 40 over here i know yeah (laughs) um i don't know i mean so i I remember myself in my 20s i partied pretty good so i would say yes i think i would be like if i if i had the same mindset i'd be just in a different time i think i'd be i'd be there Oh, yeah. Well, it was like thousands of people showed up. And it's like, if you think about it, like, I don't know how much a ticket cost. Like, even if the ticket was like two bucks, you could probably get a disco record for maybe 50 cents. Right. You're still money ahead. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, so here's here's my thought on it. Right. Because I remember like in my 20s, I wasn't that big into baseball. Like I. I haven't been into like I haven't like appreciated sports until I got I, I got older because like right. you learn about fundamentals and you learn about like you know this and that. So what I'm thinking is, if anything, worst case scenario, I would have been like, man, that's gonna be one hell of a party. I'm going. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know they destroyed that field. They they rushed it. And, you know it's probably like almost like a mild riot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And he was like, ooh. Okay, listen, my bad. <laughs> it's like that scene from Anchorman when they all start fighting each other. It's like, yeah. well, that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to probably want to lay low for a while because you probably wanted for murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Brett like killed a guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's such a good movie. Um. So, yeah, so there's your This Day in History. Uh. So now we want to talk about more about season three and, like, uh, things coming up um, and also we want to talk about um, a, a live acoustic interview that we're going to be doing with, with Austin Buffington and his band Left to the Wild great band great person love those yeah. guys you can definitely like check them out, man. They're, they are like really starting to blow up. Um, they even have like a song that got put on the radio. So that's when you know you made it. I'm just saying, that's, like, when you're, that's, that, that's what I told them. Yeah. It's like when you're on the radio, you're on the radio. Yeah. Like you, you are like going places. Like once you, I feel like you make it to the radio, like because like, and now, and I feel like, I feel like there's been a bunch of bands that like made it to the radio and then they've sold like one album and that's it. Um, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of a band that did that. Uh, you got all the time in the world. You're good. Uh, no, I know. Um, <laughs> it was like the band that was like, they were, out of California, and they sung about like being at the beach all the time. And the Beach uh, Boys? No, not the Beach Boys. The uh, Trashmen? I can't. I can't think of the band. No, it was like early two thousands. Oh, um, I can't think of the band right now. But they only had like two albums, and they were a great band. And just, my point is, though, is like you. May, it makes you wonder, like, what happened? Oh, you never know. Well, it's like some. It's like think about some actors you've had, like you kind of like follow their career, like remember them in like one great movie, and then like they'll drop off the face of the earth. Sometimes they just moved on to different passion projects. Like yeah. some some people are like, I I made my nut. I can uh I can retire now and just do right. what I want to do. 
right. and some some start bands and uh others just spend time with their family yeah no yeah for sure i mean that's why blink 182 split up it wasn't that they had any kind of falling out it was just that travis barker was like you know hey um i had this near-death experience and um you know what i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna spend some time with my family Uh, that's perfectly all right and i think if i'm not mistaken they came back Oh, did they go? <laughs> yeah. Yes, they came back and they came out with like at least three more albums, and they're still going. Like they have like a new lead singer or whatever, but I mean he's he's pretty good. Um, he's pretty good. Uh, he, you know, when you first hear him sing on their first album, um, I want to say it was California is when he gets introduced into the the mix if you will um hearing him for the first time you're like oh this is strange like it's like you're like what no yeah like no but he's good you know what i mean and they vibe well so you're like all right i i can probably deal with this but oh yeah yeah, it's like a lot of bands they'll sometimes have to replace the lead singer or something it's it's like it's never the same but if they get pretty close it's good you know right it's like and if i'm not mistaken like blink 182 they're they're based out of austin weren't they yes i believe so yeah and you know and some other bands did that like uh sublime did that now they're like sublime plus Rome or something. That's like the new lead singer. No, um, Van, ha- Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. Right. You know, it's, it's, it, it, it happens, you know, yeah. as long as you got the majority sure. of the band there, I think the essence can still, still be saved. So, well guys, it's looking like all the time we have today. It was great for you guys to show up and listen to us, and uh, we look forward to hearing you on the next one. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next week. Until then, stay frosty.